Hi everyone, it's Shakti Durga, and welcome to this episode of the Soul Talk podcast. Each episode is going to feature some of the highlights from live trainings, retreats, online classes, and presentations that I've done around the world. If you find value in it, please text the link to the podcast to a friend or share it with your networks. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Namaste. One of my favorite things is delving into the ancient mysteries to try and understand life. For me, the ancient mysteries don't say as much about the physical existence as they do about the inner existence. And as we're finding as a culture in this day and age, it's pretty important that we take care of the inner landscape because there's not very much pleasure, joy or satisfaction in the physical world if the inner landscape is off kilter. Would you agree? You could be in the most magnificent place, surrounded by beauty, wealth of every kind, and feel utterly alone, bereft, and like nothing's worth it. Has anyone ever had that as an experience like that, where you're surrounded by beauty, and but you just you can't connect with it because internally something's wrong. Internally, the spirit has gone into a dark place, uh, or it's gone into a place where hope seems to be absent, and those are very very painful times. Uh, the modern label would be depression or something, or maybe anxiety. And there's few people these days who could say, I've never felt that. I think that most of us have had a touch of it here or there, or a good dose of it, or some people even live with it a lot of their life, which is um, you know, really severe kind of problem to have. And you can look normal on the outside and yet all this stuff's happening on the inside. The other thing is that once we decide we're going on a spiritual path, all kinds of new realities start to open and usually it's on the inner landscape. To many people, you might look the same, although changes can happen. Let's face it, I never would have been wearing this outfit 20 years ago. You know, <laughs> back in those days, oh my God. So there can be some outer changes, but on the whole, the changes are more inward. And when we're going through the inner changes and the inner developments and the initiations, which are beginnings, which happen to everyone on a spiritual path, then uh, the world can be a very confusing place and the choices confronting us can seem overwhelming. And then what happens to a lot of people is they will revert to the last level of consciousness where they felt comfortable. You go back. Has anyone ever felt that happen? That you just, fear makes you retract and you go back to a place where fear is telling you a story that makes sense and you can easily imagine that fear-based story and so you kind of accept it as true and then the story that the light was trying to tell you, it can't penetrate that darkness. But it's just as possible as the story of the dark. It's just that we are in a time in history where the inner world, the astral field itself, is not full of the radiant light that it would be in a, in a golden age. That being in an age, what in Hinduism they call it the Kali Yuga, Jesus talked about the age of the golden age, the silver age, the bronze age, and the age of lead. 
So is the age of lead. And it just means that if you don't pay attention spiritually and mentally and emotionally to what's going on in your mind, you tend to have fears creep in. They just creep in like a tiny little voice in your head. But then you notice it and then you feel like, oh, that's right. That could happen. And then before you know it, you've just put a little bit of energy in that fear. And then the energy of fear gets stronger. It finds, it finds more of itself in the astral field and puts it in you. And then you go, yes, I'm hearing this. And then it goes, yes, you are. Yes, I am. Before you know it, you've got this problem that's so massive. You've got this doubt or fear or underlying belief about yourself or the nature of other people or the world that makes it really hard to get out of the paradigm where fear has got us. Whereas in a golden age, if you let go of your mind and your emotions and didn't do any work at all, there would be so much golden, blazing, shining light within the combined ocean of human consciousness that you'd automatically be pulled up. There wouldn't be much fear there. It wouldn't be very possible for the voice of fear to reach you very easily the voice of hope would reach you very easily. The voice of, um, but look at this light-filled reality, would reach you really easily. And so you'd naturally tend in your consciousness towards the higher of the choices that might be there for you. And the fear one would seem so implausible and so unrealistic. Of course the light's going to help me. Of course I'm going to be guided on my path. Of course if I let go and flow, I'll be taken to beautiful places and of course I'll need to learn along the way. Of course I'll change and grow. But isn't that exciting? Would be the way that it would go forward there. Do you see what I mean? But because we, brave souls that we are, <laughs> intrepid souls, decided to come to earth in a dark age, you need to develop more spiritual muscle in a time like this to keep yourself afloat so you don't sink into the sea of fears that are always there. It's almost like we're walking on a tightrope across an abyss and we can always imagine the fears. But the masterful person doesn't let those fears grab hold of them. Instead, we firmly place our mind on a more elucidating, uplifting, positive reality. And we keep that as our guiding light and it kind of pulls us across the tightrope to a place where once more the ground feels solid under our feet. So a time of change is always a time of feeling like you're walking across a tightrope. Initiation brings change. Spiritual initiation is the beginning. Let the games begin. <laughs> and you don't know what the game's going to look like. So I would always say to people, don't have an initiation when you've got a load of stuff going on in your life that's already requiring quite a lot of effort on your part to keep yourself afloat. So we try and do initiations at a time where you're feeling pretty good and ready for the next bit. And Shivarachi is that time. So it's one of the times. There's other times too. But if you are feeling like you're a bit stuck in a hole, then Shivarachi can be useful to crack off from you the accumulation of fear-based thinking that by which you feel like you're sinking. So it can be just, it, when I say just, it's profound to be a time where you can have relief 
from the doubts, from the fears, from, you know, am I good enough? Do they like me? Do they respect me? Do I belong here? The, you know, or the usual suspects, really, that come into a human consciousness. Um, we can get help with that. Um, any of the festival times, it wouldn't matter if it was, you know, during Easter you can get similar kind of relief, and that's coming up soon. Uh, always a very special time. Uh, any of the sacred days from any of the traditions, there's kind of a constellation of energy comes onto the planet because so many people are pulling it. So many people are. And so when you're a mystic, like we are, we can go, whoa, over the wall. Doesn't matter if you're trying to build a wall between Mexico and the USA or anywhere else for that matter. Because <laughs> as a mystic, you just float over the top. Do you see? Can't have a wall between traditions anymore because oh, we're flying now, we're eagles. And we just fly into the light of the sun as much as we can. And we can love and respect and have help from, from all the teachings, all the traditions. And for me, the ancient mysteries hold many keys for how it is we can get through the inner challenges that we're going to have. And I can't tell you the, the number of times in my life since I've been on a conscious spiritual path where just as I'm going through some kind of maelstrom, I read some book, mind you, I'm a, I'm a bit of an avid reader of this kind of stuff, but I'll flip open some book and there is a story of some sage in the past going through the exact thing that I'm going through, except it's in story form. And I go, oh my God, look, there it is, it's in the scripture, it's in a piranha, it's in a whatever. Whoa, this is so helpful. This is how they got through it. And then you can apply whatever that tool is that they used. It might be using a particular mantra. It might be understanding it from this point of view or that point of view, something I hadn't considered before. And so for me, these ancient things, <laughs> ancient teachings, are really relevant to us today. The more outlandish the stories seem, the more improbable they seem, the crazier they seem, the deeper the teaching they're likely to contain. But the teaching isn't for the physical world because it would be crazy in the physical world. The teaching is of the inner world. And so when we meditate on these old teachings, all kinds of new approaches and avenues for opening to more of the light of who we really are anyway on the inside comes to us. And that's why I spend my time reading books like these, you know, Katakaya, The Destroyer Sun, Babaji, The Lightning Standing Still, and hundreds and hundreds of other books from all the different traditions. But the bits I teach are the bits that come alive for me, and that's the bits I share with you. The rest of it is like mumble, 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 mumble. Oh, that's a bit up bit. Mumble, mumble, mumble. Oh! <laughs> so it's my great joy to be able to um, show you those. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Soul Talk. I hope the podcast has served you in creating a happier and more abundant life. If you've enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and leave a review on your favourite podcast app. If you'd like to connect with me, head over to shaktidurga.com. Daddy.